and we are live hi guys welcome to another episode of the nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david it's been an interesting past 18 to 24 hours well, actually, it's not 24 hours last an interesting last past 20 18 hours romelu lukaku's comments oh it has boiled so much peace amongst the chelsea fan base that it's making me <laughs> it's making me happy okay Obviously, you know I dislike Chelsea, and it looks like the wheels are falling apart um, at Stafford Bridge. We will see how that unfolds. Obviously, maybe I'm, exagger- maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, maybe, but we'll see how it goes. So this episode, I'll be talking about Lukaku. I'll be, mix- I'll be talking about some contest comments and how the general window will look like, and I will give some takes on the title race, you know, obviously, um, because Chelsea, you know, although they drew, they dropped points. Um, Man United, they were winners yesterday, and. Um, yeah, I forgot to also mention my last episode, Leicester beat Liverpool. But anyways, I will round it up. Um, I'll talk about that briefly and then before I delve into the content comments. And also, Nigerian Super Eagles, we have a new coach. And then some players, there's some issues in the camp with some players. I don't know if it's COVID or something, I don't know. We'll talk about that in this episode and then look at his comments. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Yeah, without much wasting time, let's get into this episode. And um, I'm not really going to waste much time on the results because there's a lot more juicy stuff to talk about. Yeah, the Conte thing and the Lukaku thing. It's probably going to take a lot of time for me to go about that. But let me just talk about the results quickly in recent days. Um, United has beaten Burnley 3-1. Goes from Ronaldo, McTominay and Sancho and then Lennon scoring for, for Burnley. I'm not really surprised Lennon scored because I, I think he was at Burnley. I don't know, I think he went to Turkey then he returned. I don't know when he returned, but he did those two, but he was at Burnley for some time. He has been, I think he descended from Turkey, but he scored for them as a 3-1. Um, Burnley will be fine. I think it's probably one of those games where they don't really look expect to get a result. They just go and play anyways. Because Burnley will be looking at, I'm, I'm very sure that if Burnley play around the teams, the teams that are around them, where they need to get points of, they will get, because Burnley are really good at that. The teams they have to get points from, they will get the points they need. And when they go against the big sides, it's probably like a free hitter, you know, whatever happens, happens. So it's probably, so it's probably a result that is expected. It's just the fact that United have been really have not really been convincing since Ragnin took over. It's probably why a lot of fans will celebrate it. Now, United fans will they get carried away? Maybe they will. It looks like it they will because you know it's how football fans are, but I do not expect them to get carried away most United fans because some of them after the Newcastle game, a lot of them were really upset about you know the the way they approach the game against Newcastle and how Newcastle literally almost beat them in that game. You know, Newcastle were just very unlucky though. But yeah, they won 3 1. And Chelsea drew against Brighton. They dropped points again. They dropped points again. Winning Man City. I think Man City won on the same night against Brentford and they won they won, they won away. And Leicester beating Liverpool. Now, this is the title race in general, right? Between these three teams, right? So Chelsea and Liverpool dropping points and Man City winning. Eight points clear. And they're likely going to. They're, they, Chelsea and Liverpool are going to play each other. And Man City have a chance. And they're playing against Arsenal. And Man City have a chance to beat Arsenal and go 11 points clear of um, Chelsea and Liverpool. So basically, Chelsea and Liverpool, either of them are going to drop, either the two of them drop points, or one of them are going to drop points. So the result, the, the game favours Man City. And it's interesting because they let it get to this this stage. You know, Salah missed a penalty in the Leicester game though, but, you know, but I, I think it's probably, it was due a miss eventually because they've been scoring and scoring and scoring. It was always going to happen. It's just a bit painful for Liverpool fans because it happened in a game where they really needed the goal 
Because like their results, their games where Liverpool played and then they had a penalty and they were already three 0 up, two 0 up, you know, already leading. And they look like when, the games where they won't look like winning the game already, and they got a penalty. So the penalty was more like you know they would have scored anyways, even if they didn't get the penalty. So it's probably a game yesterday that they really needed a penalty because it was the game against Leicester was one of those because Mani was missing chances, Henders. I mean, although there was one from Chamberlain that was crossed and then Henderson missed the header. So Liverpool were really, or would I call it an off day? But this is really why I said I didn't. I don't really think they're going to win the league because the off days were too much. We're talking about Liverpool's off days. I'm talking about Brentford. The um, Brentford game was 3-3, 3-3 draw against Brentford, 3-3 against um, Brighton. So it was just probably one of all those, you know, those games. Like that. and those games are too common for Liverpool. And with Chelsea too, with Brighton again, it was a similar case. And this is the thing. I expected well, Chelsea were my list for winning the league though, but I'm just surprised that you know the way they've been really bad. And then the Lukaku thing, I'm going to talk about Lukaku thing, but quickly let me talk about, of course, Lukaku thing, I'm coming, I mean, it's almost like it's, you know, it's literally calling me to talk about it, it's like a big elephant in the room. So, um, Tuchel, actually, yesterday, was, um, was, um, reprimanded, I think, no, he's, he's in trouble with the FA, actually, because he questioned the impartiality of the referee in the game yesterday. Now, this is why it's interesting, why is he in trouble with the FA? Because there's, there's a bit of double standard here, Jurgen Klopp questioned the partiality of the referee after the game against Spurs with Liverpool and then um, he was let off the hook nothing happened and now Tuchel is about to be punished for it well now Liverpool fans I don't think you can really cry about um, bias because it looks like it's one rule for you lot and another for the another for, for others because it's looking likely that your manager somebody's gonna get away, your manager's gonna get away for something and somebody's gonna get punished somebody's gonna get punished for what your manager got away with well you know it's one of those things I'm gonna talk more about it now um, let's talk about Lukaku. Let's talk about Lukaku. Like I said, it's the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Lukaku. <laughs> Lukaku, what are you thinking? I mean, don't you think this is a pattern? Is it a pattern behavior? I do not know. But it was just said that the interview took place three weeks ago with um, Matteo Bazagi. Matteo, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name. Matteo Bazagi took place three weeks ago. So I think at the time, Lukaku, so I think it was three weeks ago. So it wasn't really a new interview. Just it just it's it just coming to light now. Um, but I don't really blame them because it's gonna come out any. But Lukaku, what were you thinking? I mean, you. This is why I think a lot of these high-profile personalities, they need PR person persons because you know, for somebody like me who never really saw the need for PR, because I was thinking people should know how to act. A lot of these people at the top level really needed more than the average person out there because you talk with. People. I mean, Lukaku, what makes you think that coming out and saying that? Um, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Madrid, and um, Barcelona, they are the big three. These are the clubs you expected to go to. And then they didn't happen. Then Chelsea came along, and it was a club you always wanted to join since you were a child. Da, 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 da. You know, the usual you know, word salad you expect from footballers. What do you, ex- do you expect Chelsea fans to, to, ex- to be happy with that comment? You are, you are effectively saying that they were your fourth choice. That is what you are <laughs> effectively saying. It's, it, I mean, did you see? And even if you are not the, you're not the first person to do this, right? Even if, even if, let's say you did not really know that it was going to get Chelsea fans pissed, it was not going to boil peace. If you didn't know it was going to boil peace amongst Chelsea fans, did you not see what happened to Kane after Kane did that interview with Gary Neville last um, in January, in June, before the Euros? No, it was in June or May, around that time he was injured, or he was injured at the time. Did you not see the reaction it got at the time? What on earth makes you think that your interview would be okay with the fans? For goodness sake. And there's more. There's more. A lot of things he said, man. He he said 
I'm coming. I'm going to do a song. I did a song because I, I read through the whole interview um, from Professor Romano's Twitter page. I mean, he said if Inter had offered him a new contract, he would have said. Was, was, I think he was asked where he was asked what would happen if the, if Inter had the financial means, to, economic power to keep those players that they let. Because Inter let Hakimi go. I think Conte left. I mean, we all know why Conte left. You know, issues with the board. You know, not wanting him wanted to keep his players and want to strengthen to go another way, go another, go another round, go a step further. You know, try and probably so and uh, their dominance, and then the Inter board wanting to sell the star players and Conte walking away. So we know why Conte left, but like, you know, but Lukaku, you know, making those the, the, um, this comment saying that he would have stayed, it kind of makes things weird because the the whole comments imagine some about you know my boyhood club that and back Drogba is my is my idol it's making it you know because now you said they were your yeah you said you said they were your fourth choice effectively because if you if, if you put Bayern Barcelona Madrid and then you put them above Chelsea you basically say oh you just thought when you thought we were going to and then Chelsea came along it looks like they're your fourth choice and then you saying that if they had offered you a contract you'd have stayed if it's offered you could... how do you think Chelsea oh god man this is not a good look, Lukaku. I, I will not say your Chelsea career is over because, I mean, it's going to be difficult for them to get you to wage bill. But for you to win back Chelsea fans' trust, this is it's not as bad as what Xhaka did against Palace, you know, for Arsenal, where he threw, threw the arm, I think he threw the armband, no, he threw the armband, but he threw the Arsenal fans to F off, right, to fuck off. It's not as bad as that, but this is literally, this is about the same level. Now, a lot of Chelsea fans who defend you we've been defending him for a long time now it's made them look like bugs right now and he also said that he follows in but let me, let me just run through the whole interview before i give my thoughts on the whole thing so he said like, he said he talks now he he follows inter's games so he said he follows inter's games he, he watches the, he watches them like six times a day it's not looking good the more i read up the more i read into this thing it's not looking good it's looking worse as it gets because now you you say you watch your games means that you're still obsessed and you sit tied with them and a lot of inter fans and also, also, he also said that he sees himself, you know, he would like to return there one day. I mean, Inter fans are not going to be happy because remember, remember what how the whole the drama behind the drama the whole thing that happened when he was leaving, how he tweeted and said his heart is in Rome, something like that, right? And then I remember the question and answer session he did during the summer, where he's like going to answer session where he said he was talking about his his heart is in Milan, da 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 Milan, you know the usual cliche, and then he have, he left. And Inter fans were upset. You know his moral, he had a moral in, in Milan, and he has been defaced. A lot of my fans graffiti have been spread on it. So Inter fans are quite upset at him. So I mean, imagine how their ultras are feeling, and then you're saying that you want to return back. I mean, come on. Even if Inter want to sign him again. I don't think they will. You know the cost of getting him back, and then the fans. He's 28 years old, and then the fans. You know, I, I, I think Chelsea is probably, probably this last. I don't. I would say Chelsea is last big move. That big move. I probably say Chelsea is his last big move because now it's looking like, you know, a lot of reasons why he might not be able to get a chance at those other clubs. Especially when you look at younger players coming through and the trouble, and you talking about Conte, you know, having issues with them. Um, two shells playing system, playing style. Um, you know his comments about Tuchel talking about the playing style talking about trying to um, I think what he said was a struggling thing because they're trying to come into a agreement with the kind of system they're going to play is it that now this is what raises questions for me was it that he was promised a 3-5-2 because at Inter he played 3-5-2 with um, Lateral Martinez and he also said that he misses Lateral Martinez and he, really, he, wanted, he misses Lateral Martinez one of the players who would like to, one of the players who would like to, would probably go go to war for, for you know, that kind of thing, right? For my strike partner, they had a really good strike manager. So now this is what raises questions for me. 
was he uh, was he promised that you're going to play 352 because now he's playing 353 with a different system probably different system to the one that he was having at you know inter because Inter not just want to criticize lukaku and you know talk about his the way the way he played at inter is different from the way he's playing at at um, chelsea the system because it's 352 at chelsea at um, inter and then 343 at um, chelsea and yeah he's re- I don't really know, but like this is, but this is not gonna go down well. And obviously, it's not going down well because a lot of Chelsea fans are not really happy about it. You know, there's there's been outrage since yesterday. A lot of Chelsea fans. I mean, Tuchel isn't happy with the comments. I think he, he, I know they're gonna deal with it internally. Probably gonna be Lukaku is probably gonna be punished. You know, and all that. And this doesn't really look good for Tuchel because now the FA, the FA, the chance of getting punished, you know, with the by the FA. I saw his comments in the Brighton game, and now coupled with this, Chelsea losing the title, dropping you know so many title race because dropping behind. I mean, they lose against Liverpool this weekend. Although they are at Stamford Bridge, I mean it's gonna be tall order to you know to to climb back up and catch Man City. They might beat Liverpool. And the thing is, is I really I did put Chelsea as my favourite for winning the league. if you listen to my episode, I always saying I won't stop saying it. I'm just my favourite. I still put them as my you know my team. If I was betting my this day who I betted, so I'm not really gonna change my Position. Now it could be wrong I am in season, but you know it is what it is. But this is why it's it's really um, a very funny situation that Chelsea are in. Now it's gonna be hard for them to offload Lukaku because of the way he he, he it's gonna be hard for them to offload him. The cost, the clubs that might be interested in him. That's and and now the title race they are slipping behind and Lukaku hasn't really justified his fee. Let's be real, he hasn't justified his fee. The goal scoring wise, he has struggled in a lot more games than he had. The, I mean, to show you how much they've struggled, they, they look better without him. I mean, they beat Norris 7-0 without Lukaku. They, they looked better and they won Champions League without Lukaku. So, it's now a question of the strike part. And although a lot of Chelsea fans said they never wanted Lukaku, but the striker that they're signing, the striker signing that they wanted to help them get and finally win that, that league title. It's looking like it is not going to happen. You know, because now Lukaku, Lukaku, although he scored against Brighton, but now, I mean, Chelsea fans, somebody said, the Chelsea fans said they sung his name yesterday at the bridge, and now it's, <laughs> I don't know regretting it. Now, Chelsea fans, I hope you understand how sports fans felt when when Kane did the interview with Gary Neville, how a lot of fans were irritated you know, by the whole thing. Now you understand why. And, and Lukaku, come on! I mean, it did. This is not the first time he's doing something like this. Not exactly this, but more of like you know, being throwing the manager, throwing the manager, you know, something like this. Looking okay. at Chelsea, he posted. I think he was posting them. Um, was it the image of the run? I think that run. It's when they're doing training. That stuff, that tracks they are running, right? He put it on Twitter. You know, trying. And then he was trying to make his probably trying to make his teammates look like mugs and look sure replied him. And that's probably a similar thing that's happened here. You know, probably trying to make his manager look like mugs. Now it's now a question of what will happen. Who will the money who will the board back? Who will the owners of the club back? Because history, this is history. Probably now would the players side with Lukaku or would they side with um, um with Conte? Sorry, with Tuchel. And speaking of Conte. Lukaku also made mention, um, talks, talk about how he talk, talk about Conte, talk about you know style of play and everything. This is not really going to look good on on him also because Chelsea do not like Chelsea fans do not like Spurs. I mentioned one of my episodes, episodes where I said they do not do business. They do not sign each other's players. They do not do business. In fact, Chelsea could be playing against um, um, one random obscure team of the backers of 
North Korea, probably in the third division, and they would sing about hating sports. That's how much Chelsea do not like sports. And sports fans, sports do not like Chelsea either. So they don't do business. Cast your mind back to the Luka Modric um, transfer. Where sports even sold Luka Modric for a cheaper fee to Real Madrid than what Chelsea were even offering a year later. This is what, I'm sorry, the year prior, what Chelsea offered the year prior. This is the same Spurs, Chelsea fan, Chelsea who refused to sell Giroud to Spurs last year, 2019 January. Was it 2020? Gen- 2019 January. Lampard was still there. It's 2019 January. This is so. Do not be surprised that a lot of Chelsea fans are not happy about. So that the actual. Now, this is my take on the whole thing. Yeah. This is my take on the whole thing. Lukaku, this is not a good look. No, the, the get it needs better PR, better representation. In my opinion, and he has to go over a lot of things before he says things. I mean, if I was a hyper-ref footballer, I mean, I talk about this in yes, I mean, I'm quite you know, I'm quite outspoken as a person, somebody who wants it, but more often than not, I, I'm more of like turn on the lines of jokes, you know, I don't really like talking about controversial things. However, if I was a football fan, I would zip it, I would really zip it because football is a very tribal sport, I would really be extra careful about what I say. And showing that when you look at how footballers. When I say you careful, it doesn't mean that I would not have friends. My point is, I would not, almost not talk to the press if I was a footballer. Especially when I know they want to choose, I will say what I want to say and then, you know, especially, well, but now I understand footballers should not speak up another, but let's be real, you know, play football, you know, do your thing. These kind of comments, and these are things you say after you retire. They're not things you say while playing, while having an active career. Because now it's not a good look for even pretend if they want to offload you, you want to sell you. The big the other big teams that may want to be interested in you, they may not be interested because you know this baggage coming along with it. That's the thing. I it's it's sad though, but it's just I respect the fact that he's saying it as it is. I respect it, but he's not calling himself in glory either because you know he has no question of glory because when he hasn't really been playing well, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably similar to the same issues at United where he looked like he was playing with um, jeans and Timberland, <laughs> Timberland boots. You know, those issues are, you know, arising in the style of play and all that. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is with, with um, Chelsea fans. It is what it is. Well, I enjoy the fact that it's boiling pace amongst Chelsea fans. I do not like Chelsea. You all know that. It, I mean, it pains me so much that I predict him as league champion. I'm happy that my prediction is is, is, is going to be proven wrong by Man City. Yes! Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Now, I hope this whole chaos helps us because we're playing against Chelsea on the 3rd of January in the Carabao Cup semi-final, the first leg. Now, I hope this whole, you know, shenanigans or, you know, hysteria or whatever, I hope it helps, it helps so that we can play against Chelsea. It helps it helps destabilize their thing so we can play just yeah um talking, talking about sports let's go to spurs let's talk about sports quickly um antonio conte has made some comments now the comments which a lot of fans agree with and you know a lot of majority of sports fans agree with now the difference between Conte. now i was a i'm a huge fan of i'm not a huge fan of Mourinho. sorry i'm a fan of Mourinho. i respect his work when i mean i'm not a huge fan i mean when i'm saying someone's not a huge fan Huge is a, word, is a very strong word, so I'm not a huge fan of Mourinho because I was never really, you know, that kind of. It's most recently I started, you know, looking at Mourinho, understanding some of his historical, some of the things that happened when it was other clubs. Now, the difference between Mourinho and Conte era is this: when Mourinho was being appointed at Spurs, it was really, it was really, really rough. A lot of fans were not happy about it. Now, a lot of fans with the Conte Conte appointment, a lot of fans were quite happy about. Now a few Chelsea a few sports fans were like, oh it's a Chelsea former Chelsea player, which is 
no more is expected. Now a lot of now I understand I do understand the point. I think a lot of sports fans are not hypocrites, you know, they understand some of them were quite hypocrites, they're like, ah no chairs. The ones who were always saying I don't want to chess manager anyways. <clears throat> anyways, the thing is this under Mourinho, I think Mourinho was on fairly treated sometimes. I think he was I still think he was. Now the content now even when Mourinho, I felt like Mourinho wasn't backed enough, which is a lot of fans do know this. Even though some fans think Mourinho was backed, I don't think he was. Some fans want to some fans want to believe he was backed because he was giving some but now this is the Conte thing now. Conte talked about you know Harry Winks being a player that he can rely on. Now do I think Winks is gonna stay? It's looking likely. Being able to but listen now. Player being reliable players like Harry Winks, for example, they are at every single club. Whether you like it or not, they are in every single club. Not good not as good as a lot of fans don't like them, don't think they are good enough. But someone like Harry Wink is like, let's say Henderson at um, Liverpool. At Man City, he would be somebody like Harry Wink would be somebody like Fabian Delph at the time when they won their those league titles at Man City. And I think currently at Man City, who would that be at Man City? I'll remember. But there's always that player who people think they are not really good, but they are just they just going to do a job. Now, Wings has looked okay. I won't say he has been very exceptional. He has looked okay since Conte has an appointment. I think he was robbed of an assist against um, against um, Southampton with the that awful offside decision. But you know, it's in the past now. So being able to rely on Harry Wings, it's a very strong. Now with Dombele, he also made comments about Dombele. Oh, about Dombele, he was here. I think he's a midfielder, and it was very it was like a straight answer. <laughs> looks like he's not a fan of the guy and you know Dombele wants to leave in during the, the summer and now the same thing is happening it's very like he's gonna leave now with Dombele, Dombele now this is how many managers have not rated him I'll argue let's say project, project, no, oh, you're not Pochettino though Pochettino did rate him but he didn't play him a lot so from struggle to start on Pochettino um, Mourinho Mason Nuno and now Conte, that's five managers. So it means it's just time to cut your losses and just move on with Dombele. Just shake your hands and move on. I've said this before already. And a lot of fans, because of the YouTube compilations they've seen, they want to believe that he's good. Well, he's a good player, but what's the point of being good when you can't apply it when it's needed? This is the thing with Dombele. Shake hands. Bye-bye. It hasn't worked out. You know, wish you all the best for the future. Bye-bye. You know, it is what it is. But this is the thing. Eh? I don't think it, I don't think the scouts at sports really do proper scouting. It, it makes you wonder why if because they said Ndombele was linked to Real Madrid linked with um, Inter Milan linked with um, Juventus now if sports won the race ahead of these other teams that were mentioned you know it's it's now now it's now beginning to understand why but at the time I was like oh it's a good player because I mean the only time I saw him was I didn't really watch Ndombele I didn't follow his career it's mostly compilations I saw and mostly and the Man City game, the game against Man City, Leon against Man City, right? But now it's beginning to make a lot of sense why those clubs didn't want to touch him. Could it? Because like it's clear. I mean, love. And there are also scouting reports that said that he was known for not. He was known for for this kind of for blowing hot and cold. He was known for blowing hot and cold. So if those reports were in France, and sports team went there and said, I wonder. I mean, I, I, it's it's a, it's mind boggling. I won't lie. My, and then Lucelso is. Close to his, um, is back, so there's a chance that he could play against um, Watford by the weekend. And then, um, with the signing, sorry, Romero also he said, Conte said he expects Romero at the end of um, the month, which is January, not December, I mean, by the end of the month, December, which is even the end of the year. So, <laughs> yeah, 
So um yeah, that's 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 basically um, that's what he said about you know, now with the transfer news. Now Conte said you know with the players, and I like the way he really um, broke everything and the way he said it. In summary, he said you know he came in and he knew already. He knew the players already within the space of time he had spent here. He knew what he wants and who he doesn't want. And also he also mentioned that you know before and then they should talk about the top four comments. Personally, I've never really you see if you listen to my last episode, I've always said I'm not really thinking about top four. I just want. Us to win a trophy try and get a playing style you know do what we have to do but the trophy is most important i'm not looking at top four i'm not looking at champions league football this isn't i just want us to get back you know the style of play the pattern which is what we've been seeing then get new signings back conte and then we'll see what we have to do about it you know and if you do if you do what you have to do you will not have to ask questions about top four for yourself question about top four do we have a good defense are we firing enough the wing back are they producing enough the system that has been played because system relies heavily on wing backs um, Region, Blue Sword and Code, Rom- uh, Emerson, Jesus Christ, don't get me started on Emerson, man. Um, Doherty, do not get me started on Doherty, do not. Tanganga isn't really good going forward either. So, you know, there are issues that are seated to solve. So, exciting to get and getting top four. Most teams who end up getting top four are teams who look at just trying to win the league, trying to win the and then they end up there. If you observe, the seasons when sports finish in top four. Where the seasons where sports were close to winning, were trying to win the league. Look at it for not like they were literally trying, but they were in a title race, and then eventually, because the season against Leicester too, when they finished third, the season they finished second behind Chelsea, the season they finished behind them Man City and um, and um, and um, Chelsea and um, and um, this other club. If you finish behind Man City and Chelsea, right? If not, sorry, behind Man City and Liverpool. The season they finished behind Man City. So Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool. So these sports have really been doing what they had to do. So these were teams where the attempts where sports were in the at one point. You get so our sports have never been in the race at any point in this season so far. I mean, if you're gonna call August that first three million when they won the title race, I mean you're kidding yourself. So do what you have to do, and top four will happen. It will inevitably happen. So good defense, go forward. So aim to win, aim to win, and then you would you know aim high, such that even if you fail, the failure will have an echo of glory in it. Your failure and quote your f- your failure could be you want to win the Champions League and you end up winning the Carabao Cup. Your failure could be your failure could be um, finishing second in the league and winning one or two trophies. Trust me, I won I won trophies. I will not stress it. I was very upset when we got knocked out of the um, Carabao the Conference League. I'm still really I still do not really I'm still really upset at that. You see, you all know that. And there was also mentioned before we talk about UEFA. So Conte also talk about that. Now January will Spurs back him. That's the question. Historically. We have not done good business in January. Historically, not just good business, we haven't done business in January, historically. I think the last time I can remember January's business was probably, was it not when Red Nap, when I know we had really, really good January, and I would say, was it Red, Red Nap, when Red Nap took over, Red Nap signed, I think it's signed Kabo, signed um, Defoe, signed Robbie Keane, so he brought, those, although there were players who left before and then he brought them back. So these were players that Spurs signed. You know, and these players, over the, they, they contribute level of certain level of success to Spurs. Over the remaining years, they were they were there. So this is probably the last time I will remember. But, but over the years, the last January signing, like, the no January window I remember. I mean, they often always put on the title race against United, and then they United when United won the league that season, and then the sports needed to sign striker and centre back. It probably was Tevez and um, which centre? I can't remember the centre back that was mentioned. Cahill, Tevez and Cahill, sorry, that were mentioned. And sports went and signed uh, Luis Sahara and Nelson. Now. Ryan Nelson played for Blackburn. He was a free agent. I think he was a free agent. Luis Sahar too was finished. Those players were finished and first signed them and brought them. So we've tried to, to challenge it. <laughs> God, don't get me that. It's a joke. It's a, a bloody joke. 
but it's all in the past now. The same thing again, January window. There's a window, I mean, we didn't sign anybody in January window. I think it was at one point under under Pochettino. Then the last January window, which was this one earlier, did we sign anybody? I don't remember signing anybody in January 2020. January 2019, it was Bergwine. That was the generation. Bergwine and Getz in Fernandez. Christ above. Do I need to say more? Do I need to say more about how those two have, been, have not really been good since they joined? So January is not really historically a period when sports do be good business. Now, will they? We'll see. Because now, I expect Conte to walk if he doesn't get what he wants by January. But I, but the reports that have been um, pushed around is that sports won't get a striker, a centre-back, probably another wing-back. Which is what I agree with. The midfielder, I think the midfield problem, we still need to address it if we can. I would expect, see, if we can get five or six signings in January, I would love it. I, I know the arguments we always talk about, oh, and people don't want to sell players. That's rubbish, man. Just go in, see who you can sign. Doesn't mean we should not improve the squad. We just hold our hands and not improve the squad. We have problems. So if who you want to sign doesn't want to leave, I mean, can't you get somebody to do the job? Somebody good, or not just anybody, or please. Because, I mean, this is what sports are doing. They end up signing seventh choice. And that's when the manager perform magic. Stambouli and Jay, these people, they come to mind. Jesus Christ, that awful window. Signing Federico Faso, instead of Matteo Musacchio. <laughs> Back in 2014. Yeah. But that's all in the past now. See, with sports, eh, get, and the thing is, getting these players, we can look in, you can look at in the league, right? You can do that. Although, Lamptey, um, Basuma, Will be expensive in January window, but this is probably these are the things that sports should be doing. Trying to raid, I suppose you be masters of this thing, raiding the mid-table clubs for players. We did it with Carrick, um, um, Sa- no, not Saha, sorry, Scott Parker, Canute. You know, Canute was from West Ham. Carrick was, was from West Ham too. Um, Scott Parker was from West Ham. This player from West Ham. This is a, at that time West Ham were bad relegation. So this is sports. West Ham bad relegation and they were mid-table at the time. They are still mid-table though, but like you know, at the time they were much worse than what they currently are. These were teams, teams that sports were good at. With Danny Rose from Leeds, uh, Lennon from Leeds, Aaron Lennon from Leeds. You know, sports were quite good at going and getting players from all these mid-table teams. I don't know what happened. Why when they started going to France? Yes, nothing wrong with signing foreign players, but this. You know this style of trying getting one young talent and dropping we are we're in trouble when, and someone and also speaking of young talent Brian Hill also there are reports that his agents are offering him to Barcelona I don't think that deal will go through though but we'll see if it goes through and obviously playing time but he hasn't really done enough to prove why he should play so I mean the Southampton game was it was it wasn't really very good it was okay but it wasn't he hasn't really been, he hasn't said the word I liked so far. Actually, as, and as bad as the sports squad currently is, the fact that he's showing to get a starting spot says a lot about him. But, you know, that's that's up to him though. So, general media is very key and we have to get inside this. And the, if you, I, I think I did one episode where I spoke about, if you go around the meetable clubs, there are players that they have that can improve your squad. And I also mentioned the fact that a player that stands out in a meetable club is good enough for a big six club. If you look at Brighton, you just know that Lamptey, and um, this guy, Lamptey and um, Besuma are standing up. Besuma will improve our midfield easily. Lamptey would improve us easily. But, you know, when we talk about them, and yes, Neomope is scoring, but everybody knows Neomope is not going to be good enough for a top slow. But these two players I mentioned, earlier when I mentioned, Lamptey and Besuma, we know they will be good enough when they make the jump. So, you know, we'll support sign them, we'll see. Because sports don't do come. If you go to the Leeds also, you got Rafinha, you got Phillips, Kevin Phillips. These are players that you know they will improve the squad. We know they will. You can't. You, but does that mean that Dallas, um, Car- Dallas, uh, Mesley, um, Ailing, Luke Ailing, 
you know, this player, do you think that they're gonna? No, we know that they won't. We know that that's their level. They haven't performed above better, above average. They haven't performed better than what they are currently at. And that's how you know players are good enough. If we're the guys with the average guys who see this, how come players clubs can't see this? Even with Lille, Hazard, Hazard stood out in Lille when they won their league on. So it was clear that okay, this guy is good enough to make the jump. That's how players get to the highest level. They don't get there by. You know, hoping that this was come. Even Salah, Salah stood out at Roma. Is it Roma or Fiorentina? I think it was Roma. Salah stood out there. Van Adam stood out at Newcastle. Um, Mane stood out in Southampton. So this is how you sign players. If you look at Manchester, so Grealish easily stood out for Villa. That's how. I don't know why sports don't do common sense. I don't know why, but this is what it is. January is going to be interesting, but we'll see who we get. Who will bring him in January? But we need new players. We really do need new players by January. It's not even, but the Southampton game showed that. And yeah, that's 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 it for me. So yeah, before I go today, I want to talk about the Super Eagles quickly. And um, we have a new manager, Jose Pissero. Now, I think we, we're proud to appointing him. We, the reports that suppose were in talks, you know, wanted to talk to Mourinho and um, Wenger. I mean, I knew those things were going to fall. Those things were jokes. They look like jokes to me. I mean, when I saw, I laughed immediately when I heard those news. A lot of rubbish. <laughs> absolutely no way. This is going to either of those things are going to happen. Mourinho did not even agree to manage Portugal. Do you think we manage Nigeria with all the struggles and the stress and owing of salaries? Nah, you're kidding yourselves. So they signed Joseph Cesare as the new manager, and we named our squad. I think we named our squad before he was appointed, if I'm not mistaken. We did, because I know he was. Um, Roe was sacked. We had a Guavon, and then Pizarro was appointed. So we already had our squad in. We listed our players where we it caused controversy obviously. Higalo was being recalled, which you know looked like a joke to me. I don't know why it was being recalled though, but you know it is what it is. So so the latest news coming out of the Eagles is four players have been dropped and then um, four players have actually replaced them. And the four players that were dropped because of injury and COVID issues, because um Osime, Dennis, Dennis the Menace, Dennis the Menace from um <laughs> what for Dennis the Menace Emmanuel. Yeah, um, Abdullah Ishew and then um, Balogun. So these are injuries and um, COVID-related issues. So with Osima is COVID, I think it's a positive to COVID. Now, and then he's also returning back to work. I think what we're going to be delighted that he's going to be competing. He's not going to be competing in, in the Afcon. Then Osima, they said, oh, Osima was COVID. Now, even Rome, even Napoli and Nigeria, they've been at loggerheads, you know, over Osima because of him representing at at him representing Nigeria, and he's also coming from his injury. So. I think it was one time when he even travelled. I don't. I can't remember that news, but I think it caused an issue. He had an injury also. Was it earlier this year? With um, when he went for the Super League, then he returned back to to um, Napoli. So the four players that replaced them were Henry Oyekuru. Oyekuru is in Greece now. I'm surprised that he's in Greece. Last time I heard he was at Galatasaray with Turkey. So I don't know. He's at Greece now. He's at Monaco. I don't know if he's still on loan. I'll probably look into that. His deal even more, a bit more. Then Olayinka Peter of um, Sparta Prague. Um, Tyrone Boyi of Venezia, Venezia, and Shemi Ajayi, I think of West Brom, if I'm not mistaken. So the reports that Shemi Ajayi could play in midfield, so because you talk about him, we could play in midfield, and then only Aaron Yekuru, Wevanlanika, and then Boyi. I think it's a drop in quality, if you ask me, because the first four that left, they're clearly better than the four that are replacing them. But you know, we won the Afcon 2013 with worst squad. I don't, even, to be fair, I don't even think we will win the Afcon personally. I don't think we will. I'll be surprised if we will, but I don't think we will. <laughs> I don't think we will, man. I do not freaking think we will. Yeah. Um. So, this is our new manager now. I do not know the guy. When he says an ex-Porto coach, but come on. 
ex-portal coach is on his CV. I've not really looked deep into the whole the guys and CV, but it doesn't look like a. I mean, I've never heard of him before. Ex-portal coach. Um, Ryan Mason is an ex-sports manager. Are you gonna give Ryan Mason the job because he's an ex-sports manager? I mean, even though it was for some few, few, few weeks. Roberto Di Matteo is an ex-Chelsea manager. Does that mean he's a good manager? So I don't know, man. I don't know. See. I've, I've, I'm not, I don't really expect much from Nigerian national team personally. I do not really expect much because <laughs> it's gonna be the same, you know, same old, same old disappointment, awful selection. I mean, look at the Galo selection. It's causing them um, issues. You know, well, it is what it is. But I'll look more into. Hopefully, um, we do as well as we can. I feel like our first game is against Egypt. Um, we'll see how it goes. What well, for? The, um, yeah, see how it goes. January is gonna be interesting. Afcon. But that is going to happen. Obviously, going to affect other clubs. But um, it's normal for English teams to kick against and kick against and criticize, you know, the Afcon because it's going to affect them. A lot of the European leagues now. Now a lot of fans are talking about. You know, probably talking about how they are disrespecting because Seb Halle, he was asked about it and Halle spoke about clearly, you know, criticizing manager, the um, journalist talking about how you know would you ask a European player this and other. Now, in as much as people want to try and make this a risk, I think yeah, right, yeah, right. Also, lent his voice and said, you know, if you love these players at your clubs, you know, you have to respect their national teams and all that, their national team wishes and all that, right? And then with um, Vieira also, Vieira, you know, making comments, talking about it in support of it. Vieira is not going to stand in the way of any player going to the Afcon. Now, you know, yeah, right, alluding to the fact that oh yeah, it's a good thing that there's a black manager, you know, in Premier League being able to relay this being able to explain these things well because he, he, get, he gets it because Vieira has roots to Senegal now he roots in Senegal now I hope they don't turn into a race thing because there are a lot of logical explanations behind this thing now there was AFCON in um, January there was AFCON in um, 2019 in um, during the summer during the summer there was AFCON 2020 in, during the summer 2019 and then um, they won Algeria won it's a rather awful semi-final now that only cause much issues. So there's a reason why a lot of people are this is having issues because the Premier League clubs, the clubs even club makers especially, they do have issues with national team regarding players. England, Mourinho, Ferguson, they had issues with English managers over the years. Even with Liverpool too, you know, with concerning squad selections. So it's understandable that they have. It's not really a race issue. And we're talking about how it's not is it being disrespected or is it the fact that it's affecting the schedule in Europe you, you make comparison with the Euros the Euros held in the summer now I'm not defending anything I'm just trying to play the here the Euros held in, the, held in the summer there was no league going on now the AFCON holding in January so it's understandable because most of these teams in January the race for whatever they are fighting for is in the it's the hottest because it's generally generally could make or mar you. It's the window where you could sign players, and there's a chance that you could not get your spot back if you go to the Afcon and come back. You probably just cementing your spot. Like Salisu, although Salisu wasn't more cementing the spot, he rejected Ghana. I think he had issues with he had issues with um, where Ghana. There are reports that um, with the Valladolid case where he was to join Valladolid, um, and he joined Valladolid from his academy, and then the club, the FA. I think the sign they did. Then there was a FIFA um, case that came up here. I think he was signed as an underage according to the report. Then, um, so it was said that Ghana left him, you know, left him alone, and he felt the whole thing, and it was almost bad. He almost bad from football for life. So then him rejecting the, but that was Salusu issue. Now, Salusu gets to keep him. Salusu and I probably probably been in a relation battle. If they are not, Salusu is a, is a key player in their squad. He's a starter already. 
so it makes you wonder if you know him being a starter and him being a key man in the squad so they need him at um, Watford Emmanuel Dennis is their star player he has been his top goal scorer at their club he has been on fire so they need him they're in a really, relation battle so they need Emmanuel Dennis if you look at um, Liverpool they need Salah and Mane Salah and Mane are their star players in their squad so you understand why these clubs could be you know a bit you know they could kick their the, the feet on the floor when they they could drag their feet when you pressure them oh bring let your players come join Afghan. I'm not saying they should move it back to the summer or whatever, but there's there it's understandable, you know, the fears. I don't think this is a risk factor. I think it's more of you know the club is being worried about the players not being available when they need them. Especially when it's gonna be in Liverpool in the title race, they need Salah and Mani. So um like I said, what for a relation battle, they need Dennis. So you know it's no I think Bosuma also plays for Mali. Basuma is a key player for Brighton. So if he leaves, they're gonna miss him for some time. If you go around the Premier League, they are there. So it's it's like that. I don't I don't know, man. This this thing has been causing issues with from for as long as I can remember. Now, should this cause issues? I don't think so. Because you know what you are getting when you're signing these players. Right? You know what you're getting. So if you know what you're getting, do not really complain when you have to. You just have to prepare for it. Right? You should prepare for it. Because you nobody knows that January you're gonna sign up, your, your player is gonna go go to the national team in Africa, the African players are going to Africa for AFCON, we all know this, so I don't understand why where the whole this is coming from, where, where the whole drama is coming from, but this is what it is, um, yeah, so I think that's the end of this episode, um, this is my last episode for the year 2021, well, Spotify told me that I have to drink a lot of water, I've had a lot of episodes this year, and hopefully 2022 we, we go harder, um, I hope, to, I pray, I really, really, um, I would really do my best to ensure I improve um, on my podcasting, um, on my presenting skills. Because obviously, in, I think this year and the last year, I've clearly been, I've improved from what I've been listening to and what I'm where I order my shows and everything. So um, hopefully, 2022 will improve, will go further, and we'll make this better. Um, thanks for listening. I really appreciate every person who really took their time to listen to me all this year. You listen to me waffle about for 40 to 45 minutes, almost an hour sometimes, when I had um, some guests on. I really appreciate you all for listening. And um, have a so coming on the season, and um, have a lovely new year. I will see you guys next year. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>